I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to The Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Okay, so welcome to the next episode of the Foy and Jones Show. Look at them lovely smiles. We've got we've got two podcast guests breaking their podcast virginity today. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Michael. Welcome to Southern IT. This episode of the Foy and Jones Show is called Here Come the Geeks. Thank you. Pleased to be here. Yeah, pleased to be here. Okay, so we got you through the terrifying process of the Foy and Jones sofas and our ferocious dogs. <laughs> and in today's episode, Callum has come up with a show-stopping script for us, haven't you, Callum? Yep, yeah, all sorted. He has. And Callum Church is obviously in the room. Callum Church, as we said, is now a LinkedIn celebrity. You know, he's uh, he's, he's that close to Love Island in the jungle, if he carries well, I, on. I feel like I know him yeah, you walk in and better than you, you know. do. Yeah, well, you probably do, mate. I mean, I mean, I've got clients that walk past me and shake his hand first. He gets invited to career seminars. I, I, I don't get invited. But, but what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Southern IT. But in Here Comes the Geeks, this episode, we're actually going to get to know Andy and Michael as individuals, as humans, and we're going to find out a little bit about what IT geeks do when they're not at work, yeah. what you do while you're at work. Michael's going to share the Southern IT story, and he's going to talk about your journey, how you arrived at the business and what you do, and uh, I don't know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, mate, but how you locked me into the business, because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm your number one fan, I, I really am, and um, we've got to, Michael, tell about the, the, the very, very large trophy cabinet, mate. It's getting larger. It's yeah. it, it is. It, we have got award winners here. Every time I turn on, there's an award going to you guys. And, and do you know what? The big thing that, that stood out for me from our very first conversation, Andy, on the phone, and I think this is important, you were personable, you had the ability to listen, and I felt relaxed. Thank and you. I, And, um, you know, whether I was naive or not, I trusted you. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it was proved the right decision because we're actually, it's like an anniversary, isn't it? We're... Uh, it we're 12 is. months in, aren't we? Yeah, we've brought the Krispy Kremes to celebrate. Yeah. We must be locked in because you haven't sacked us as a client yet. <laughs> no, so. no, that's good. That's good. They have. They came with Krispy, Krispy Kreme donuts, boy and girls. Other donuts are available, but kind of Krispy Kreme, big tip. No, no good for me. No, fair. not vegan? No. No, unfortunately. Oh, you're vegan? Okay. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's just that's killed the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my own fault. Feel bad. <laughs> I'm just, you know, shall we end now? Shall we, shall we, can we carry on? <laughs> carry on. <laughs> we'll carry on. Okay, so, so we're going to break, we'll break the podcast up into different sections like we always do. So let's, let's get to know the people in the room. So, so Michael, let's talk about you first of all. You are, you're the owner of Southern IT? Yep, co-owner of Southern IT with my um, technical director, Ian Waters. And, um, yeah, we've been going since May 2003. Um uh, yeah, as any business owner knows, it's a, a, a huge journey, ups and downs all the time. But um, last few years have been been really good. Fantastic. And where's home? Where's home for you? Eh? Home for me is Bexhill on sea. So, beautiful um, Bexhill. Beautiful Bexhill. Um, so um, not too far to travel into work, but far enough that I've got time in the morning to think, clear my head. Um, and uh, and, I, and I, met, I was talking, this is how surreal the world is, you know, we had one of your neighbours in, in, yes. in, in Foy Jones Town <laughs> earlier this morning, at, at the lovely Pacific House, and she was uh, telling me stories about you and the kettle and the coffee machine, Andy, but uh, <laughs> we, we'll perhaps keep, we'll keep them outside of the episode, but um, what's, it, what's it like being based in, in Pacific House? That's Sovereign Harbour, isn't it? Yeah, Sovereign Harbour, uh, it's been a really good move for us, yeah. actually, we moved there about three years ago, um, 
it's it's kind of a fairly unique office space offering in in Eastbourne. There's nothing else really like it, but um, it's yeah, it's been really good. Uh, certainly, image and perception wise for the business, it's it's been a really good move. Mm. I think from from the first experience we had with you guys, and it was a transitional stage for us. We were we were having problems with our supplier of many years because they'd been acquired and they'd become part of a of a larger group who then become part of another larger group and the, the reason we dealt with them was for certain individuals and one of those went and then the other one went and then you're sort of scratching around you're thinking this doesn't feel nice anymore everything feels really painful so so we we looked locally you know we're, we're based in Lewis East Sussex so we spoke to so quite a few businesses and and you know you've been You've been brilliant for us, so, so I'd like to say thank you for the, uh, for the last 12 months and, right. and, and in a way give, give you this opportunity, it's what we're doing different in this series is we're, you know, we're not just focusing on what Foyne Jones do on a daily basis, which is, if you don't know, it's life-changing recruitment <laughs> for the KBB and builders merchant sectors, boom, you know. It's what you do. It's what we do, look at that, that the strap lines are working. <laughs> but yeah, even Callum's not in a way, you know, it's not in a way, Mr. Showbiz. But, but what's important is that we're trying to give, give people a voice to talk to our listeners and talk to our connections about, about you know, what you can offer different companies. And, and I think, for me, giving... A diversity to the show gives businesses like you have made a difference to us a voice and we're going to really talk about the southern it story but i've got to go go into yourself michael so you're a bexhill boy you know boy. you've uh, i've heard a rumor that you're doing a bit of running at the moment i do do a bit of running um uh, i haven't i've been out of the game for a little while but um yeah i, I just generally I, i'm no good at it but um i i, love I don't know do the legs move and do you get to where you should get to? <laughs> I, I, my legs yeah. move I, yeah. I do make it back to i generally run when i'm at the office so yeah. I'll, I'll go for a run around the harbour which is really nice 6 30 actually, this morning he was out. you don't bump into ebony varney from magnetic yeah ebony, on the way do you? yeah ebony's yeah. there there's a little group of us that run for yeah. pacific house fair play and, I, know, um, I, know, I, know, I know i've not met ebony but we've been connected on social media oh, for yeah. you hello ebony i know she's a listener <laughs> but um but but you know i know, I know yeah. she, she's an advocate of the running and um yeah. you know yeah. for me it, it's it's good headspace i i feel yeah. better That's when i exercise thing. I feel better when I run. Yeah, um, exactly the, it. the reason your other neighbour was here was that we're announcing um, mine and Callum's participation in next year's Brighton Marathon. So yeah. uh, we're going to take it a little bit more seriously. But it's it, it's also a, a route to escape. But he said yeah. to us earlier, Andy, didn't he, that he comes to work to escape the family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do they know that? Because we can edit that out. <laughs> my, my wife knows yeah. that. All the time, she says, like, I go home and I start work. Being in the office yeah. is, is a rest in comparison. Honestly, I, I, I mean, my, my boys have grown up, as everyone will know now. Harry's in Barcelona, he's 21, Henry's 17, so I think your, your role as a parent slightly changes. It makes me sound about 82, doesn't it? But, <laughs> but your role as a parent does yeah. slightly change, but it's, it's still there. And, you know, there are times when you do need to escape and... People talk about well-being. They talk about mental wellness and mental health, and, and there's different ways you can you can make a diff- you can you can improve yourself. But but I genuinely think like some form of exercise oh, and some form amazing. of socialising makes a difference. Just yeah. to de-stress, it's it's one of the few things. Although I love tech, it's one of the few things I can do that actually there's pretty much no tech involved. I've got a watch that tells me how fast I'm running, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a, a great means of escape. 
Yeah, there's something old school about that as well. You know, it's, it's you, your feet, and a watch, and off you go. Yeah. You know, and it's um, and and, and I, I'm actually, I mean, yeah, I've let them down a bit on their training, but I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna step up. Um, you know, I've, I've done the distances before, and I want to do it again, and we're doing it for an amazing call. So, so, so it is important, and and I think having 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 you here gives us a chance to to talk about you know the personalities behind the business. So. You know, Michael, the, the boy from Bexhill, he's got the IT company, the award-winning IT company. And he's got you, Andy, Mr. Okay, King, yes. who, who's one of the nicest human beings anyone <laughs> we, we've dealt with at all. Yeah, no, nothing you. ever feels too much trouble. And, uh, and I will say this, because I think it's deserved, is that, you know, I never put the phone down unhappy. I always think, yeah, Andy's got my back. You know, he's going to, you know, I don't always know who does the work, but I know that, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Sometimes Thank we you. said oh, it's as simple as Peter just take the plug out, you know, or okay. or you know you're looking at it upside down, you know, and I, and I do feel really stupid sometimes, but you know it's it's humbling when you when you can actually deal with a business that that supports you. And my challenge, I thought, was to was to find a company that recognises that we're a small business, you know, we've got X amount of users, we're not going to have hundreds of them. I don't plan to have multi offices. I'm really happy here. You were close by. You made me feel that you know you'd be supportive, and and that's what it works. But how, what's that like at the cold end, Andy? Because you're the, you, you're doing a business development, aren't you? What what are the challenges you face? Uh, <clears throat> biggest challenges we face are probably finding customers that appreciate you get what you pay for when it comes to IT. Um, so there are those that just see it as a cost and yeah. no, deliver no benefit to the business. Yeah. Um, and that's mostly because they've been burnt before, they've had mm. bad relationships with IT suppliers or it's not working for them, but people are also afraid to change their IT supplier. I mean, you, 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 I remember, <laughs> you, you've trained him well, or you know, you know this, because in one of the first conversations, it's like, look, you know, I'd love to see what you're about, we'd love to talk, talk about it, and we'll, we'll come on to some of the fun and games we had, it's funny. But it was like, you know, I knew before you walked through the door, I wasn't in the pound shop. You know, I, I knew there was cheaper alternatives out there, but but what I wanted was was a service that could make a difference. Yeah, and, and that's what we try to get across. You're not, not going to win them all. You know, mm. there are people that do genuinely just want to pay peanuts, and yet they expect mm. a premium service for it. We won't give a less. Well, I like to think we won't give a less than premium service. Um, so yeah, we you know we we price ourselves. Well. <laughs> price ourselves in that sort of uh, sort of league I suppose but when you're not securing more and more business for the award-winning company that you are and when and when you know you have got that little bit of downtime you you confess to me that you you love all things IT you you, you get involved in a few other things the gaming and that sort of thing but are you local as well Andy uh, yeah well I live at the harbour so I can actually walk to work in about five minutes you take the cab or do you want? <laughs> Admittedly, I do drive sometimes. <laughs> but, um, I've started walking a lot more now um, since we're all into our Fitbits now. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got obsessed with uh, no, I was with the jawbone. Do you remember the jawbone? Yeah. I went with that because I mean, I think they're dead to funk now. Yeah. I think they got, but I went with that because it was a bit more trendy looking. Yeah. And I remember being obsessed, like walking up and down the stairs or round the front room yeah. to get to hit my to be in the leading leading pack in Europe or whatever it was at the time. Yeah, I think that's the competitiveness. Well, we said about yeah. workplace wellbeing. So, kind of as a company, we give all the employees health insurance. So, with with Vitality, who give you rewards for. Yeah. 
racking up steps or going for yeah. runs or whatever. So, um, and yeah, that's having a, a really good effect on the office. Oh, massively. Yeah. Well, if you're not driving the full, the full one minute well, drive and you're walking, mate, that's a good start. Do you, do, you know, do you know, I mean, we're, we're here, we're here in Lewis and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about a 16 minute walk to my front door, mm. but I would say I probably drive those days, which I'm, which I'm a bit embarrassed about sometimes. Yeah, I, I, but, I mean, it. it has been cold and wet recently, isn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah. You know, Literally. it has been cold and wet. I don't wet, know what so. my excuse is because I did it uh, in the were summer. You, uh, were you an Eastbourne boy originally? Yeah? No, you, I was funny moved to about six years ago I was in Woking in Surrey the home, okay. home of McLaren yes uh, yeah yeah <laughs> the home that. of McLaren so and, and you, you you sort of take your IT into your hobbies and interests don't you mate yeah I've always been tinkering with machines and had an interest in it uh, do websites on the side um, I'm nowhere near you know uh, the level of the engineers in, in our office but I've, yeah I understand it mm. I'd say you're a long way away. I'd say you're a long way above me, mate. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's certainly not my, my my strength. But I surround me with people. I try and surround myself with people that are better than me and can help. And you guys are part of that. Callum's part of that. You know, and and, and the others as well. Where I think you can, if you can work as a team, and that's that's the the, the kind of the the biggest compliment I think I would give Southern IT is that you know I do feel as a business owner that you're like an extension of our team rather yeah. than. That's exactly someone out there and that's that's and that, that's kind of that, that's that's right because i know i'm i can i can ever you know I, I expect service which is probably above and beyond which anyone can deliver and it's just trying to manage that but it's been a it's been a pleasant experience for us and and you know now we've got to know, know yourselves a little bit we'll move on to the southern it story Okay, so Michael, Andy, we've got to know you a little bit as people. You know, yeah, there is a personality in the IT there world. Is, yeah, not just there kids. is. I mean, I, I did want to ask you this. I mean, you know, the IT award nights. You know, when you're up there with a trophy, is it a wild after-show party or, or what? You know. Uh. I think like any industry event, they're uh, they're rather messy. Yeah, yeah, fair play. <laughs> I've always been interested in that. I'm just thinking, like, you know, is it like the Baftas? Is it like the Mobos? Or is it a more quiet, more quiet and humble affair? And I'm glad you, I'm glad we've covered that one off as what it is. But uh, Michael, let's let's now talk about the the, the, the day job, the business side, yep. the, the Southern IT story. It's kind of why you're sitting here. Um, I want I want to learn about the where it began. You know the lessons you've learned, the highs, the lows, and maybe the, what the present, the past, and the future. Just, yeah. just you know, the floor is yours, mate. Tell us all about yeah. Southern IT. So Southern IT was was born as most small businesses are, most probably thinking you can do a, a, a better job than where you currently are working. So my I, I'm a techie um, by background, uh, very much out of the technical side of the business now, but. Um, yeah, so I was working for a company in Crawley. Um, I was embarrassed by the level of service they were giving their clients and embarrassed to be part of that um, that team that uh, delivers their, their IT services. So myself and um, my business partner at the time um, set up business in our back bedrooms. Uh, he, he lived in Brighton, I'm in Bexhill. Um, it's free bees, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Brighton, bedroom and Bexhill. There you go. <laughs> And that was in. I can see the logo. <laughs> that was in. For the, for the, for, sorry, but for the benefit fun. of people who are, not, who, who are listening on audio, I, I drew a little B logo. Sorry, Mike. That's that's right. When was that? When was so that, that, that was in 2003, summer of 2003. And um, 
Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the industry has changed a, a huge amount since then. Um, so nearly 17 years ago? Nearly 17 years, 17 years ago next year, yeah. 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 I, I had my Eureka moment for Falling Jones in um, April, May 2003. Yeah. Um, the business launched in October, I joined it properly January 2004 so yeah, so, so, so so you know I've, I've been on an amazing roller coaster with wow this is great this is yeah. easy oh no this isn't very nice um oh no this is really bad so it's okay you know yeah yeah that's it and, and if you don't have that journey in your business I don't think it's uh, a normal business journey to have but mm. uh, yes from like I say from back bedroom in 2003 to getting our first offices shortly after we were actually based in Brighton, mm. um, just to hit the ground running more. Like I say, my business partner then was uh, was based in Brighton, and I, I'm so glad I don't make that commute along the A27 anymore. Um, to then taking on kind of uh, fairly quickly took on our first employee, uh, kind of about eighteen months later, and. Uh, yeah, back then we were doing what we call in the industry break fix. It, it breaks, you phone us, we fix it. And that's how IT worked back then because IT did break pretty often. Um, we're now what the industry terms as a, a managed service provider and we uh, just make sure um, that actually it's about more than just the could, IT. Could, I want to ask you something, and, and this is going to be really, it's beneficial for me and I mm. think the listeners will get it. Give me a snapshot of what IT was like in 2003, because we certainly yeah. didn't have emails on our phones no. in, did we, or they, they were coming? Uh, I, in 2000, I think it was 2004, we were one of the very first IT companies to actually, we partnered with Orange, as they were back then, um, to actually get email onto your mobile phone. I can't remember what it was, it was some kind of... 2003 form of a smartphone mm. um, but yeah back in those days it was not as simple as punching in a username and password and away you go I, I remember my first one which I got my emails on so it was quite heavy mm. and it had like a definitely caught a stick yeah. and I used to really like bubble breaker on it and that, that was like <laughs> and that was the highlight yeah. I mean everything else was quite difficult but I used to like bubble breaker but but that's 2003 is not that long ago so so we, we didn't really have the Apple generation then did we the, you know the I no. generation as such no, no. I hadn't gone has it I mean we're, we're so, older than um, kind of Twitter Facebook yeah. all of those things that you can't really think of being without now um, and certainly, yeah, mobile working and mobile email and just, like I say, it's really... Were you a, dealing with faxes back then? Or? I don't think we've ever dealt yeah. with faxes, but um, yeah, uh, I mean, certainly the last five, six years, uh, the rate of change is, yeah. is, that, is only growing in pace. So, so how, do you, how do you keep up? I mean, obviously you have to have a passion for that to be yeah. able to follow it, but to be able to... To, to offer your service, you've got yeah. to be able to fix it or manage it or, or yeah. deal with it. So so that must be a huge investment in knowledge and training as well. Yeah, it, it is. Um, typical IT course will cost you kind of two and a half, three and a half grand. That's for a week's training. So there's, there's a time element of it as well, but it's because we are a, a Microsoft partner um, and we, we gain that status by the level of competency the team have in their certifications from Microsoft um, as well as others. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it is a real investment and it's a real, yeah, you've got to make sure you know your stuff because you can't have your clients coming to you saying, oh, what's this? Can I use that? And you've got to know about mm. it before your clients do. 
Um, actually, I think that's where we differ between a lot of other our competition as well, in that cybersecurity has come on leaps and bounds. And in any technology-focused environment, you've got to keep yourself up to pace with all the, you know everything new. Um, we're noticing a lot of our competition don't take security as seriously as we do, and it's something we really pride ourselves on. So. Yeah, it's it's ever evolving, isn't it? So, so you know, you you're taking cybersecurity really seriously, and it, and it's like you know, no one worries about a burglar alarm until you get burgled. Yeah. You know, you don't really test your fire alarm until you you read that something's happened. That's it. Um, I would imagine, and you don't have to go into too much detail, but you must have some really painful conversations with business owners or companies that have been victims or have been affected and they're facing losing everything. Yeah, I mean, is that, does that happen? It does. It there's does. a recent one that comes to mind. Um, one of our clients, uh, they clicked on a, a link they shouldn't have. Um, their details were for sale on the dark web. Uh, we, we have software that we can find that kind of stuff out. Um, and uh, we told them that the best thing they can do is to turn on multi-factor authentication, but they didn't want to do it because it was a hassle having to enter uh, you know, having to do two things to, to get into their, their account. But that's a prime example of, well, you either protect yourself or you don't. Mm. Yeah. Do, do people who've not taken your advice blame you when it goes wrong? They can't. No, 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 I don't, I don't, mean, I don't, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't mean in a legal situation. Yeah, I mean no. in a, oh my God, it's happened, why didn't I we, do this? We've never had someone, no, no that's no. not happened, but they Probably expect, the wrong you, word they expect using, you to yeah. fix it. Yeah. What I mean, in, mm. you're like, well, we did try to tell you. Because at that point, you're dealing with pain, you're dealing with emotion, you're yeah. dealing with financial loss, yeah. you know, trauma, anger. Yeah. You've got all that package up, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, there's another client, they're also based in Eastbourne. Um, they lost £20,000 just for having a weak password. Um, so we... We've now got them to, they weren't a client of ours, <laughs> I just like to say, uh, but we've now got them to a uh, secure standard and, and they, they're operating better. So, Southern IT are what's called a, a certification body, uh, or a certification body for the Cyber Essential Standard, which is mm. a, a government standard um, backed by industry. And it's, as the name would suggest, Cyber Essentials. It is the basics, it's the essentials that you should be doing, and they are primarily technical controls that people just don't do because generally security and convenience don't go together um, but actually if you're gonna go out your way and turn on that multi-factor authentication or kind of make your life a little bit more inconvenient as in you've got to change your password every six months or something or have a decent password to start with then actually you you're raising your head way above those that haven't got that security and actually people, the cyber criminals out there will just move on to another target because there are easier pickings mm. out there. And, you know, and I, I, read, I read various fiction novels and different stuff, and I read, read quite a lot. It's the, you know, you, you're now seeing the, the cyber security and the cyber fraud and that, that break into that, you know, it's, and, and, it, and it's becoming part of everything now, isn't it? So, yeah. so yeah. I, I would guess if you're actually trying to educate and put prevention in and, and inviting people, because these, 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 these workshops that you're doing, they're, they're free, aren't they? To they attend? are, they're completely free of charge. Mm. Um, we, we'll even feed you <laughs> as well. Well, I mean, that, uh, that can draw them in, can't it? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's just there for the sandwiches. Um, but yeah, we, we, we will teach anyone, you know, from a one-man band to, uh, to a SME mm. 
and 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 it and that must be part of like your your DNA as a business. That that's kind of the is that the driving. It is now. So we've been that certification body for cyber essentials mm. now for kind of just over three years, I think. And it was it was kind of that turning point where I said actually, everything that we do now, security comes first in in whatever we're going to do for a business. So as a client of ours, you're automatically um, going to get those technical controls implemented in your business mm. that um, Cyber Essentials would recommend. Um, but yeah, it's just a security first approach to everything. So if, if somebody phones up and wants to change their password and gives us a, a, a rubbish password to change it to, we won't let them change it to that. Um, we will uh, advise them um, of what to do. I, I got, I got and, uh, told on one of my devices yesterday that I can't have the same password again. And I, yeah. threw, I threw a little strop at myself yeah. and like, I sort of went, well, that's just... Then I, I actually curved myself back and I thought, Peter, like, it, it, this is right. Like, you know, yeah. and it's only at a very basic level. And it, but, it, but for me, it's not at a basic level, is it? I mean, that, that's where I need to open my eyes is because if you if you get into a habit of being a little bit more more wary and careful, that's going to come into everything you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's really we, powerful. We've got some tips if, if anyone wants to have a look on our website, subnit.com. There's a knowledge center and we quite mm. often put posts up there which give, gives real life scenarios or just general tips and tricks mm. on cybersecurity. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to help you with that, Andy. So, okay. so when we get towards the end of the show, we will actually give give um, people the chance to get in touch with you. We'll, we'll share those details on our social media platforms. So oh, it won't great. just be our listeners that get to hear that and get to share those tips. We'll keep them pushed out there. How cybersecure do you think your business really is? It might surprise you to know that antivirus just isn't enough anymore. All too often we see business owners and staff using insecure passwords, not taking advantage of multi-factor authentication, and clicking links in rogue emails. What would happen if your login details were on the dark web and sold to thousands of cyber criminals across the world, only to then become a victim of invoice diversion fraud? At Southern IT Networks, we're on a mission to make as many businesses as cyber secure as we can. And if you're interested in looking after the future of organization, we want to talk to you. For a friendly and informative chat, give us a call or visit www.southernit.com. It could be the best decision your business has ever made. Michael, during the Southern IT story, you know, what, what, what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? It's been the last few years, really, since I've taken that security-first approach and actually... We know we've always been good, but actually getting ourselves out there a bit more and actually entering some of these awards and being nominated for awards. So I'd say the last 12 months have been, been pretty good. Um, but I mean, I, I, I saw like, a couple of them coming through and I, I was ge- genuinely pleased because I just thought, from, I, I believe you deserve it from what you've done for me, but if you're being recognised by peers in your own, you know, in yeah. your own in your own world of operation, what, what more can you want? Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, got, it's got to be fantastic, yeah. isn't it? It's so what's the So what's the, 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 the future? The future? Um, so, well, who knows where uh, technology is going, but uh, certainly it's we'll keeping pace. We'll be flying pace around with, on little bikes. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully on our electric scooters around the harbour. I've got to so. talk to you about electric scooters, mate. I've got to talk to you about electric <laughs> oh, scooters. Do you? Yeah, we do. It's our yeah. second company car. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally, I've been to clients on it. But, um, <laughs> No, well, I, I drive around both sides of one. Yeah, he said. I, just, I wish they sort the law out over here. I mean, I've, 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 I mean, I've never been so happy. I'm just wizarding. I mean, I'm not. I'm not alone. It, it, yeah. It's pretty much the whole of Barcelona wizards around them, don't they? <laughs> but it's, uh, 
so, so electro, electric electronic scooters in the future. What else? What else? So, who knows what's coming through? So, there's, like I say, AI, artificial intelligence is going to be at the heart of a lot more um, business kind of applications and, and decisions. And that's going to be great for some, not so good for others, I'm guessing. Um, mm. But it's really, it's another step change in technology. It's, it's harnessing that technology that's available to make sure you're getting the best use of it. Um, at the moment, I feel like it's being branded around as a bit of a buzzword. Um, but I think actually give it another couple of years and, and you'll start seeing some real differences being made by artificial intelligence. Would, would you have imagined, like back in 2003, when you were a boy in your in your bedroom in Bexhill and, and Brighton, and, and, you know, would you, would you have looked at, like, you know, the way we were talking on the phones and emailing and the way technology was then to, like, the world of multimedia that's been created 16, 17 years later? Well, that's mind-blowing. I think. No, I mean, not on the scale it has. So we, we were kind of, being myself in Bexhill and my business partner in, in Brighton, um, we were kind of early adopters, as yeah. you would expect. Um, so we were using Skype as it had just been launched back then, I think, mm. to kind of keep that always-on connection between the two offices. Um because I didn't, I didn't do Skype till about two thousand eight. Yeah. So like you know that that I'm, I'm well behind. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and that's where kind of we we've got to be constantly looking out for actually what could the next big thing be. And how how important is like the the mobile the remote element of like like the business world now? So so I look at I look at my company just out yeah. there just through those doors. So so I've got recruiters that can work from home they they're working on the go they're they're accessing the systems the software the devices remotely that that's kind of yeah there's a lot from for me looking at that that's all got to kind of be put together and and controlled is do do you find education's part of that i mean do do people learn by doing yeah education is a massive part in fact when andy came on as as bdm i said you're not selling the only thing you're ever here to do is to educate because once people know what they need to be doing then the sale is natural from there. Um, but education is, is a huge part. And um, again, on the cybersecurity side of things, around every quarter we run uh, cybersecurity workshops with the Southeast Regional Organised Crime Unit. And um, they're really well attended, um, useful events. So, 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 guys, I want to ask you something. Right? I've just upgraded my phone, okay? It's been a long time coming. I've got an 11 now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I know, yeah, I know, I know. Um, and it, and it, it turns on by looking at my face. Yeah. Right, so I remember going through passport control with Iris. You know, yeah. I remember that when I was, you know, and I remember that going, oh, this is like the future. So now my phone turns on with my face. Um, my banking details come up with my face. I yeah. can buy stuff, whatever. How safe is that? Because it comes on when I've got my glasses yeah. on, and it sometimes comes on when I've got my sunglasses on, and that really yeah. worries me. I don't think it's as safe as, say, a fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah. They've it, not really proved... That's it. I, I don't personally like the facial recognition. Uh, I mean, I don't have it turned on on my phone. Um, I bet it's going to turn mine off right now. <laughs> I, I would much rather use my fingerprint, because yeah. just like with my wife's phone, she's got the facial recognition. Yeah. So if I go to log into her banking app or yeah. whatever, I can just literally hold the phone in front of her face and it's logged in. Uh, if somebody were holding you to duress under your, against your will yeah, or whatever, they could literally hold that to your face and yeah. have access to whatever you, 
is on your. Well, that's right? easier than cutting your finger off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah right. exactly. You know I, mean? yeah. I heard a story about some. I think it was a woman, and she thought that her husband had been cheating. And when he was asleep, she put the, the phone up on his face and unlocked it. Yeah. What had he? I, I don't know. Oh, the rest. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a bit, but it's frightening, isn't it? So, so, so you guys are both both younger than me. So, so I've, I'm I'm old. I'm nearly forty five. Um, I'm, I'm very old fashioned in terms of in terms of a lot of stuff, and yeah. and I embarrass myself regularly out there with like you know my my lack of modern technology awareness. But I think I do better than most people my age. But you know I remember sort of growing up watching TV shows and seeing people talking into their watches, or you know watching yeah. telly on a phone and the car talking and thinking like, well that's never going to happen, and it is happening and yeah. it is now and it's not going to go anywhere. Where do you see technology going in the future? Well, sky's the limit. That that really is such yeah. a how long's a piece yeah. of string. I think. Yeah, I mean it's all with um, artificial intelligence at the moment, yeah. and and kind of how far they're really going to push those boundaries mm. in in artificial intelligence. I think and it's being used a lot within the IT industry to help solve problems. Mm. Um, so we, I mean the yeah. adverts are good. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean they are. They they they, they market it really well. Yeah. But, I mean, it's you know, it's it's coming into recruitment. You know, the the, the AI element of, of some of the automation, it's yeah. taking out. You know, I'm I'm having to adapt certain things we do to to realise that you know our approach was very personable. It was very pressing, you know, pressing palms and meeting people and you know what I'd call the old fashioned values. And that's that's going. You know, so so we 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 use the technology in a different way to try and save people time by introducing people virtually and you know to, to, to bring it bring it that way but but you do you do look at it and you go well how far it can go I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and they, they were adamant that you know and they're not particularly a techie but they were adamant that you know in a few years we'll just be paying by paying paying for stuff by our finger or by a chip and it'll just yeah. be yeah you know, it's and that scares me. So I think well, someone could turn me off, can they? Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know, I mean, it's but but it, it's 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 absolutely for yeah. me to see the way things progress. I mean, I tell this story a lot, but when I first was doing your job, Andy, like but but selling bricks, you know, quite and building materials, mm-hmm. and I was a young young rep. I was in the phone card era. All right, that's before yeah. we had mobile phones. Yeah. So I used to get a phone card and stick it in the phone yeah, box. I remember and, the phone cards, yeah, so uh... so you know, we've. Wow, you know, look, yeah. look where we are now. Yeah, I think for the for the small business, if you can find the right piece of kit and the right yeah. piece of technology and you can use it, it can be really, really powerful. Again, we, we, I'm jumping around a little bit, but you remember when you guys come in um, a year or so ago and it was in this room, you know, I had that. Yeah. I had that, I mean, I don't know how old it was. Do you remember that old server that yeah, used to make weird noises? <laughs> the box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a big <laughs> box and we were running on quite a, an old system and... We were told it was going to blow, and you know we've got to do this, we've got to do that. And you, you, you were very calm in, and I, I think I, my my opening gambit was okay, Michael. You know, Andy, if I just threw it out of the window tonight, you know, what would what would happen? Would you be able to save my business? And and you literally did say yeah, that as well. Yeah, and, and, and there was that moment when you looked at me, and and you were like, is he going to actually do this? Do you know what I mean? Because like, you know, and. and yeah. And and you gave me you know sound advice. We can do it. We can do that. But the other thing which I which I really liked, and I think for me it added value, is I said that this is what we are, this is what we've got. I know we need to invest. I know we need better kit, and we need this. What do you think we should have? And you you asked me how we worked and what we did, and and, and you, you actually sort of almost gave me like an appraisal on where I was, 
where I could be, but but it was like, well, that's realistic, that's really sexy, but you don't need it because you won't use it, and and that really helped. Do you know what I mean? Because you would, yeah. you didn't like oversell. You just you got what I needed. Yeah, and, and that's again kind of from my my background. I'm not in sales, and I'm mostly the worst salesman ever. But I'll only ever give you what you need. If you don't need a Rolls Royce, I'll offer you the Ford Mondeo. Um, it's what fits your business, and it's. Mm. Again, rather than just being the techies, we want to know about our clients' businesses, so we make the right recommendations for them. And it's understanding that everyone is different. And you actually, as well, what you did, which was the the, the, the other big thing, and fair play to, to anyone that does it, is you didn't want to do a screen share, you didn't want to do a video call, you actually wanted to come and meet us and, yeah. and look at how it was and then make a balanced appraisal on whether we were right or not, you know, and... and, and Thank for the love of God, you know, we've, we've got a partner that's made a massive difference. So thank you very much. Okay, so we are now at the penalty shootout. I normally get so excited about this part of the show because <laughs> it's, it's football-related <laughs> questions. But, but we, we made a decision during uh, the 24 episodes of Series 1 that we wouldn't just let football fans through the door, okay? <laughs> I had to be held down. I had to be, you know, tra transformed into that. So, so we invite everyone in. We've got the IT geeks in the studio today. It's been brilliant to get to know you both. And you've given a, a, like, an honest, humble and heartfelt reason behind what Southern IT are and the passion you have for cyber security is quite encompassing and I, I feel a bit paranoid now so I want to <laughs> you know I think we'll do a quick audit before we go but but we've got five penalties forward slash questions for you all right I'm going to ask three of them and Callum Church celebrity uh, celebrity producer is going to be asking a couple I'm going to kick this penalty shoot out off with you Michael yeah. question one over to you as a business owner you know, you've moved from being the boy, the boy in your bedroom in Bexhill to the beauty of Sovereign Harbour Eastbourne. You are committed, you're award-winning. What advice do you, or how would you advise people to do that and keep their work-life balance okay? Work-life balance is, is getting more and more difficult the, the more connected we are. Um, it, yeah, it, it's more kind of, uh, certainly as a business owner as well, you mostly know you never truly switch off. So for me, it's more of a work-life integration. I know that Actually, with three young kids, when I get home at night, I haven't got time to do any work. It's in, dinner, bedtime, bath times, story times, everything. So it's just making sure that you actually, outside of work, put first what is um, kind of truly um, most important. Thank you. That's, that's actually a really honest and emotional answer, mate. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's like work in progress is the summary of that, isn't it? Yeah. That's really good. Okay. Callum, you got questions two and three, and they're for yeah. they're for Andy, aren't they? So yeah, I'll st I'll step up to the mic for this one. So okay. question two. Um, so your interests are gaming. You mentioned gaming, and we briefly yeah. spoke before we started recording about um, the new Call of Duty. I think yeah. it, I think in the run up to Christmas, people are going to be thinking whether it's worth the buy or not. So what what's your opinions on the the new Call of Duty? Uh, I think it's quite a hard question to answer. There was so much hype leading up to this game. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought it was going to be the silver bullet they were looking for. They were going to bring Call of Duty back to how it used to be. And to a certain element they have, but it just doesn't feel the same anymore. And, yeah. and I think the hype 
is the cause of that. It's it's almost got inside yeah. people's heads. Um, I like what they've done. Where there's uh, there's the big open battlefield now, and, and they're trying to mimic the battlefield games themselves. We've mm-hmm. got vehicles, etc. Yeah. Um, but it's still it's still just another Call of Duty. Yeah. I can't. It's can't, not quite right. Not no. quite back in the glory days. No, yeah. exactly. And the so, servers seem quite unreliable as well. They so you're not sad. I am, but not as much Have as I thought it? I was going to be. I haven't bought it yet. I, play, it. I played the beta. Um, okay. And, yeah. Ooh, okay. So, not fair. No. Question three. So, um, when I first got into gaming, I was probably about six years old, right? And I, me and my mum, on a Saturday morning... Hello, was... Stacey. You mentioned her in every podcast. Oh, I love my mum. <laughs> yeah. I love her. Oh, look at that, <laughs> See, that, that I, I even feel like I know your mum. Yeah, that's going to get the listeners <laughs> up. That'll get the listeners <laughs> up. That'll get the listeners <laughs> up straight away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, so me and my mum, every Saturday morning, we used to play PS2 uh, when I was like probably about six, yeah, as I said. Best second um, console of all time, that. And we used to play Ratchet and Clank. And oh, we yeah, loved yeah, Ratchet yeah. and Clank. Oh, that was what I was brought up on. Still probably one of my favourite games. I want to ask you guys, what was your first computer game or computer system? We could ask them both this, actually. Mine was the ZX Spectrum 48K. It had little rubber keys and you had a, little, a tape deck, a separate tape deck that you had to plug into that. Um, and the first game was probably Space Invaders. Um, we are going back. Nice, uh, retro. 80s, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what got me into gaming. I was, was going to say my first computer was the Spectrum again, but actually even before that, do you remember... You used to get these boxes that you plugged into the TV. In television, ping. That's it, ping. Ping. Oh, and yeah. you would sit there yeah, with yeah. two controllers yeah. with a curly wire or pong. My, but yeah. it's pong. 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 Oh, is it? All right, okay. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> I got the snipe version from the market, mate. <laughs> My granddad got it down down uh, East Street Market in Capwell. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would sit there for hours and ping it, pong it away. Can yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, I answer this one? Yeah, go on, yeah. Go on, go on, okay, go on. I just want to join in. I had the Atari. And I remember track and field. There we go. Do, 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 oh, like that. You just get blisters oh, in your hands. Yeah. And um, and uh, there was a racing game with Atari, which was really good. I, and it used to go like not dark, and it was like oh, I remember that. I don't know what it's called. Pole position, I think it might be called. It might have had a game, a, game, a name like that. Oh, okay, I don't remember. And, and then for me, it was always FIFA, I think. But that was more um, that was more just jumping on to try and beat the kids. But that only that only worked until until they learned how to read what the controls did. And then uh, um, my victories were a long way in the past. Did you ever play Pro Evo? Um, do you know what? I could never get my head around London Whites and uh, like you know Manchester Blues and stuff like that. I could never get my head around that. Um, so yes, I played it, um, not to any good level, but I would always drop back to FIFA. Okay, so thank you, Callum. You brought, you brought some gaming into it. I was well out of my depth there, mate. I was well out of my comfort zone. Um, okay, so I've got question four, and it's a, it's a it's a good penalty question this one, and and I've nicked it from Callum because it was so good. Sorry, Callum, but is artificial intelligence, or will artificial intelligence ever, in your eyes, be a legitimate threat, Terminator-style? Should we be scared? I think... Is that a answer first? Yeah. yeah. I think it is because of hacking. So you can create an algorithm that the robot will do this if this happens, etc., etc., but everything's hackable. I remember a story of a casino in Las Vegas. Um, they Their systems got hacked because someone hacked into a thermometer inside a fish tank. It was a smart thermometer. And so that's how they got into this. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, it, it, all the so, time. Sorry, so, sorry Michael. Yeah. They got into a casino in Vegas yeah. through a thermometer in a fish tank. with an internet connect or a smart connection in a fish tank. Yeah. I mean, that's a Hollywood blockbuster movie, but like, you know... <laughs> 
Uh, Sorry, Mike. No, I can't. I can't I, remember I what I was going to I mean, how do you follow that? You know? <laughs> well, it's just... Will, will, will they go bad? It's going to be a legitimate threat all the time. These smart devices have dumb security. Mm. Um, they're made with the premise of being smart first and security is an afterthought. Until we come around and actually the security is baked into the product rather than an afterthought, there's always going to be problems. Right, we're going to wrap it up with question five. This one's going back to sort of the work life and the business owner journey. It's only for you, Michael. Okay. What advice would you give to your younger self in your bedroom in Bexhill in 2003? Uh, good question. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Just do it. Just, uh, I suppose um, if I look back at things, um, I mean, the sayings that, uh, yeah, you're only as good as the mistakes you learn from. Mm. Just go, go out there, get, get it done, learn from the mistakes you make, rather than being too cautious. So, so we've, we've learnt that Michael's working on his work-life balance, but it's, it's work in progress, which I get completely. Um, we know that um, Andy loves Call of Duty, but you're not quite quite sold on the new Modern Warfare, is that right? Yeah, Would you say? Uh, pretty much okay. that show, yeah. Uh, you're a Spectrum, he played Pong, not Ping, because I got, I got <laughs> the Sky version from the, from the Sunday market. Um, the In the wrong hands or with bad security, AI could become something dangerous, hence the smart thermometer and, and, and the risk there. Yeah. And uh, your advice to yourself is just give it a go and see what happens. Yeah. That's the end of the Foyne Jones penalty shootout. Do you enjoy that, Callum? Yeah, I do. The penalty shootout without footballs. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Callum, I'm sure you'll agree, Mr Church, and I'm sure your mum will agree as a listener, um, they've been brilliant guests. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've, you. Took, we've took two, two IT geeks out of their comfort zone. <laughs> you know, you took, you've taken by nature, and please don't take it away, people that are introverted by nature, it's, a, you know, it's, it's more where you are, it's, yeah. it's slightly different. We've put you into, into a studio, we've got you to tell, tell us about your story, your background. I've got one thing to ask. When did you two first meet? When did you join the business, Andy? Um, I joined back in June last... No, not June. Yeah, yeah, yeah June last year. Yeah. So, yeah, um, haven't been with a company for forever. Um, although I, I feel like feel like I have. Um, I genuinely care about it. Like well, it's I mean, my that, own. that is, like, quite amazing for me to hear because, you know, he was the first person I spoke to yeah. at Southern IT... And the way you came across was like you've been there since the get go. Oh, okay. Do you know Thank what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you, know, you hit that well, mate. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So so okay. So 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 you're enjoying it. You've been brilliant guests, all right. What I want to do is we give everyone who gives up their time to talk to our listeners the chance to close the podcast off, close the show. Michael, Andy, the floor is yours. Is there any closing message you want to leave the listeners? I'll let you. Okay. Um, Join us on our crusade <laughs> to make um, to make Sussex the safest place to do business. But even if you're outside of Sussex, it's still equally important to care about how secure your business is. And it doesn't have to cost stupid amounts of money. It really is just about addressing the basics. And we can help you do that. So if, if there is any doubt there as to whether uh, your IT company are performing in terms of security or how your business is set up at the moment. If you don't have anyone looking after you, give us a call. We'll, we'll have a, happily have a chat. Michael, anything from you, sir? 
No, it just uh, I I know IT is not the sexiest subject, but um, yeah, when it comes to the cybersecurity aspect, or it comes to too many business owners suffer in pain before they change IT provider um, because they're fearful of making that change. Just I was just, terrified. Just give us a call. Like, I mean, I was genuinely terrified. It was just oh, because because up until you know my business partner moved moved, yeah. moved away, I'd never got involved in this. I just given it a wide berth and just done what I was more more comfortable in. Yeah. So so you you're looking at it and I'm thinking like this is pain, pain, agony, pain. But it's it's almost like you know going back on yourself cybersecurity. It's like like I, I'm I I lock the door and check it four times. Yeah. The, the physical door. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But am I locking my IT and checking it four or five times? Am I guys? Tell me I am. It's been done for you. Yeah, it's been, it's been done for me by, by companies I trust. So, so I mean, yeah, you know, we we will share, we'll promote you guys as a, as an excellent local company. Um, I actually have really enjoyed recording this episode because it's been a, you know, you, you've come with Krispy Kremes, you've said thank you for the work we've done 12 months, but it's a great chance for us to say thank you. And also, you, you know, to, to shout to our connections... You, you're, you're the good guys and you're, doing, you're making a difference to us so thank you very much thank you. that's the end of the Foy and Jones show this was the geeks they're from Southern IT this is what we do Callum there we go so that's the end of the show thanks for listening you can find out more about Foy and Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn we are Foy and Jones this is what we do